0: You gotta prove to me that I'm to fail. Mm. You know that's how. That's how much I believe I'm a win. How to beat
1: the trap? All right, peace, family. Welcome back to another episode of How to Beat the Trap. I'm your host, Jay Morrison. Here with a very, very special guest, a good friend of mine, a real estate pioneer, ex pro ball player, entrepreneur, a and just a smooth brother, <laughs> my man, Don What's Jacobs. Up, how What's are you, up? King? Doing great, doing great, big dog. All right, all right. So, family, how to beat the trap to remind you is about um, how uh, amazing people. We're able to beat some of America's most infamous traps, right? The college trap, the corporate trap, the corner trap, or even the culture trap. And so, Don, we're gonna talk about what traps you beat in life and, and how to beat them. I
0: don't even know if you wanna know that, dog.
1: We do. <laughs> I wanna know, the people wanna know. Uh, Don has an amazing story, we're gonna dive into it. And remember, how we define trap is a program or system that is designed to entangle or entice you but secretly for the benefit of another, right? So it's how these programs and systems are designed, Don. um, They make it feel like it's for us. It is for us. The culture for us. It is
0: for us. The college for us. The corporate for for us. us. Everything's for us.
1: But they be designing it for themselves, too. You know they do. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to talk about um, what you've been through. So, Don, um, first and foremost, I want to start off with who you are today. Mm -hmm. How would, if, if our audience here... Who is Don Jacobs? Tell the world what you get into, what you do, why you so right. smooth. Well, I'm, I'm truly an entrepreneur.
0: That's what I am. People know me for the real estate aspect, but I'm really a guy who just loves business. And real estate happens to be the platform that I work mostly on, but I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, real, I'm a business guy. You're a business guy. I'm a business guy.
1: What makes you so um, excited or so into business? Uh,
0: What makes me excited is that I get to help other people. Uh, Life is measured on how we serve others, right? Mm -hmm. So I get an opportunity to change people's lives, not just locally, but globally. And that's what I've always focused on. And, you know, that's been really my uh, my fastball.
1: All right, cool. So how I like to... Go at life. Right, is by reverse engineering. Right, setting my goals, my targets, where I want to be, okay. and then I'm back into that thing. Right, right?
0: you're back so, into So, so, I want to <laughs> back. I want to back into this interview.
1: Right, so, so in. current day, right now,
0: uh-huh.
1: what are you working on as an entrepreneur?
0: As an entrepreneur, right, I've um, uh, bought into a all electric car dealership, so we're doing that. Um, I'm always rehabbing houses. I'm building uh, about three uh, 2.4 better Million dollar houses, and I own a bunch of little houses. So, what I'm looking to do now is I'm really looking to expand uh, teaching how to really make real money and not just in real estate, but it's in business. So, I'm focused on really just business in general.
1: All right, awesome. So, let's let's go back to that first point you made. You said you bought into an electric car company, right? All electric. That's not something that the everyday person Man, about, just buys into an electric yes, car company. Right, right. Can, can, you, can you expound a little bit more on that? I don't know how much you can give away. Well, Is it in the works? Is it already happening? What's going on It's there? already happened. It's already happened. So we've
0: actually just um What's your name of the company? Uh, it's, um, you throwing me off because you're asking me to off the cover. <laughs> <I got laughs> it's you. Derek Automotors. Derek Automotors. And, uh, you know, it's, it's hard to lead me. I'm not a guy who who's going to get led. I'm really uh, just a born leader. But uh I met Derek. And I fell in love with his concept, but I fell in love with the concept of him helping black people. Okay. You know, I've never taken anything public before. So this is the first time I'm involved in a venture to have to go public, you know. And not just that, this is the first black-owned dealership ever, you know, which made me also uh, get excited about it. Because you've got Rolls-Royce, you've got Ford, you've got all those people's names. But this time we're going to do this, and it's going to be a black-owned company. Wow. So this is a yeah. black owned electric mm-hmm. car dealership. And when I say electric electric car dealership, let me tell you how this thing works. Uh, first of all, Derek and them owns the uh patent to the actual car itself. So, um what the, what it does is 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 powered by a generator uh, in the engine. So once the the battery goes below 40%, the generator cuts on and recharges the the, the battery. Mm you can actually do 3,000 miles on three gallons of gas. Wow. So the disruptive part of this is gonna be crazy because what happens is uh, we've been voted the number one most disruptive company in 2021. So people really don't understand yet what we're doing, but give it about another month or two. Wow, so this company is going public? It's going public. We just ordered the first 1,000 cars so i got I got an opportunity to sit and sh- help him stroke a check for eleven million, but um uh, I'm fortunate enough to be involved in all of the dealerships
1: Wow, so all right we're gonna keep a deep diving into your story but that's right. that's an amazing entrepreneur venture one to take any company public I know is a right. uh, a feat within itself and we're
0: real estate guys right trust me, I'm completely real estate, but I understand business right so um uh, I do a lot of things that involve business. Not just real estate. So, real
1: estate is the oldest business in the world.
0: Absolutely. And real estate is every business. Every business has to have real estate. Absolutely. So, that's why I stay involved and that's why I stay engaged in real estate. But, you know, you got to diversify just a little bit. Absolutely. And uh, I want to be able to make money while I'm sleeping, not
1: just out, you know, hammering and beating. All right. So, we're going to have the opportunity to be able to buy our own black owned electric cars. Our electric car.
0: No so. plug in. You know, Tesla, you got to stop, plug it in. Not this one. This is a self-generating; uh, it tra- recharges itself. Uh, they're getting rid of the plug-in stations, and we're the first one to market. So, wow! I'm excited about. That. Let's, take it, Let's take it to the moon. Let's take it to the moon. I love that. I love
1: Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Uh-huh. All right. So, so you got that business going on? You're still you're rehabbing the 2.4 million dollar homes. It's a luxury homes, I assume.
0: Yeah, I've got a, I've got three homes right next door to each other. We we actually tried to buy the whole street, but it's over in Buckhead, and. Um, we bought three other houses right next door to each other. Uh, going to be engaged with Housewives of Atlanta again. Um, we're going to be doing some of the, the houses on the show. Uh, Sheree and I are going to be doing a couple on the show. So it's going to be interesting. It's going to be an interesting
1: 2022. Wow. So you said Housewives of Atlanta again. Again. So tell me about the the first time. What's that experience like?
0: It was incredible because um, I, I didn't expect to be on the show. I didn't expect to be involved uh, so in detail with Sheree and Bill and Chateau Sheree. You know, Shred and I've been been business partners and friends for probably 15 years or so. So uh, when she got back on the show, uh, I wasn't surprised when she called me.
1: Awesome. All right. So you got the real estate going on. You got uh, you got you said you got some smaller homes, right? Going yeah. on. Oh, and to be honest with you,
0: I want to get rid of all the smaller homes. Okay. I'm tired of that. I'm tired of making 100 grand on each house. I I got to get to the point to where uh, just like some of the bigger players, we're making millions of dollars on these things. And it's, it's harder for me, I think, to focus on those smaller houses now than the bigger ones, because it's, it's just it's the same amount of work, but um, it's less pay.
1: All right. So we got Don Jacobs here, uh, black owned electric car company owner, uh, real estate developer, investor, educator. Absolutely. Overall, uh, second best dressed to me, smooth brother. <laughs>
0: <laughs> second best, second best, all second best. No, I like being a wingman. Wingman is good, man. Wingman are good. No, you the man. Uh, I'm a wingman. I'm always Bill Wingman. You're Don't want man. to be the man. And, no.
1: and also being featured on on uh, national and global reality TV. Absolutely. So, so you're, you're making big moves. Um, now let's start reverse engineering right um, into this trap, right? So you're here today making progressive moves. Um, have always been making progressive rules, really a pioneer. Um, Let's talk about your beginning story, right? So where'd you grow up? How'd you grow up? What was life like for young Don?
0: Man, Tampa, Florida, broke as hell. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I I grew up in a real poverty type situation. Um, I was that guy who was least likely to succeed. And uh, I wasn't very tall. I was probably 11th grade year, I was probably under six foot. Went home one summer, Went over 6'5", and this, my senior year, I actually made the team.
1: Went over 6'5"? Over 6'5", in
0: one summer. And it was amazing because I, um, you know, I, I wanted to do two things in my life. I wanted to play professional sports. I wanted to play, I wanted to do real estate. Wow. And I always told myself I'm going pro in both. And I tell people all the time that you got to go pro. That's the only way to go. I don't know how to go. You got to prove to me that I'm going to fail. Hmm. You know, that's how, that's how much I believe I'm going to win. If you don't prove to me that I can lose, I'm going for it all. That's how I've always been. And I see you guys, especially you, Jay, mm-hmm. especially. I see you have the same type of mentality. I actually, before we met, we thought alike. Our numbers were alike. What we were doing was alike. And I remember calling you and saying, man, look, what you're doing, I'm doing. Your numbers look like mine. Hold on. We're doing the same thing. Facts. And, uh, you know, you've been an amazing story, man. You know, so... Um, people really don't understand the the journey that we go through in trying to get where we're
1: trying to go. Absolutely. I want to um, talk about that point you said, you got to prove to me I'm going to lose. Yep. Where did that mentality come from? Where did that confidence come from?
0: Uh, probably just going through being broke uh, and being poor and growing up in a neighborhood where I had to fight my way out. You're talking about seven brothers and sisters, eight. I'm number eight. Mm. Uh, being in a situation where you're fighting every day to eat, I had seven other brothers and sisters. So when you're doing things that uh, people can't imagine you doing because of the fact that they see you now, um, you know, there was a time where, you know, I was trying to figure out what I was gonna eat, you know? So, um, you know, we're just blessed. We're just blessed, man, because, you know, again, it's hard for me to ever believe I'm gonna lose because I've seen what it's like to lose. And when you know what it's like to lose, you know, I, man, I'll die to, win, to try to win. That's how Back. I've always been. I'll die to try to get a win. You know, I was an athlete. So, you know, playing sports, they always gave you that, um, that, that drive where, you know, you'll give your life to get that W. And people really don't understand that until you get to that professional level. Right. When you get to that professional level, you got a lot of things that, are up, that you're up against. And you got everybody wanting your job. So you really will die for what you believe.
1: Right, your, your, your uh, bread and butter, you know, your family's livelihoods on the Everything,
0: line. yeah, yeah. Right. I remember getting to the gym my, uh, on my first trial for my first team. I walked in, I told the coach, man, I ain't going home. I'm just letting you know, I ain't got nowhere to go. Hmm. And he looked at me and he was like, I said, I'm, I'm real with you, I ain't going home. I say, so I hope you're not trying to send me home. And that's how I started playing ball. And um, the coach looked at me at that point, and he didn't know what to think. But as soon as he blew the whistle, man, I was, I was on it. And, you know, I just always had that don't quit, don't die, fight, die for what I believe mentality. So it was easy for me to take that type of energy and put it into real estate.
1: Wow. You know, you, i got to say, your confidence is sitting next to you. Seriously, your confidence is infectious. I appreciate like, that. Like you, and you, it's real. Right. I, I could tell. Like anyone I believe in the world could tell. Like yeah. you, you, you mean what you say. Mm-hmm. So, so growing up, um, did you have both parents in the in household with your seven brothers and sisters? Well, my
0: dad also played pro ball. He played pro baseball. And um, unfortunately, I didn't really get to experience that with him. But, um, you know, um, I know his fight and his, you know, the way he lived his life. Um, I know that he was a competitor. You know, my mom also, she had eight kids to raise. So she competed in a different type of way. Her, her competition was, was making sure things went the way they were supposed to go and we did not know where we were in, the, in life. We always thought we was rich, even though we were poor as hell. Yeah. So I never felt the poverty, but when I look back at it, I realized you know, how poverty we were. You know what I mean? Right. So it was a, it was a good thing that we didn't know it.
1: Gotcha. So, mm-hmm. so high school, you aspired to play basketball in high school? Going through, saw what, freshman to, to junior year?
0: No. I was a water boy my junior year. Wow. Literally? <laughs> and my nickname was Waterboy. Literally. My senior year, I went home, and I came back, and then I made the team. That same team I made, I became All-American. I just decided in again, one year. in one year. I just decided I wasn't I wasn't there to make friends. I wasn't there to—I to, I needed to get a scholarship. What because position, I wanted to go into college.
1: What positions did you play?
0: All of them. All of them. <laughs> Whatever they need you. Hey, you know, like I wasn't even supposed to start. They threw me out uh, because a guy got hurt, and I got to start, and I just went out there and did what I had to do. And became an All American. All American in one year. I told the coach, I said, "Listen, man, you know, you give me a chance to play, you won't regret it."
1: Did you go to college after
0: that? I went to college, played where, four years. To, I was supposed to. I wound up going to. I was All American, and I didn't know I was All American, so I signed at this JUCO not knowing I was All-American. Like, two days later, the coach said, man, you're All-American. I can't believe you want to sign a scholarship. Everybody wants you. I'm like, I ain't no coach. You know, that, that showed me right there how important leadership was. Hmm. Because I didn't have a leader at home to guide me. I just did whatever. So I wound up going to the JUCO, winning the, winning the state championship. We probably lost two games the whole time I was in the, at that college, both years. And I got recruited by every team in the country. Wound up going to uh, my dream school, which was USL at the time. And I was supposed to be a late first rounder, early second rounder. And I just, uh, I took a car. And, you know, I was a poor kid from the hood. And they offered me something, so I took it, you know. And when I did that, that uh, put a a hiccup in my uh, career, but it didn't stop my career.
1: So this is is in college. In college. Where's USL?
0: It's in Lafayette. Southwest okay. Louisiana, Raising Cajuns.
1: Gotcha. All yeah, right. Yeah. And so you're playing ball there. What what mm-hmm. year was this? this? This was back in the 80s. Okay, back in the 80s. Mm-hmm. And you somebody offered you a car. First day I got a car. First day you
0: got a car. <laughs> I
1: was rolling first day. Freshman year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or, or I guess. I don't even video. know if I should
0: say this. Well I, I got a lot of treatments when I went to college. All right. And you know, like I said, I, I was juke all American. Uh, I went from being all American, juke all American, to getting close to getting drafted. Um, and when I didn't get drafted, you know, uh, when, I, when I was in school, first of all, they would ask me what, what I want to major in. Mm-hmm. And I would say, man, I don't, I don't care. Give me anything. I'm going pro. And that was my whole attitude, you know. Yeah. And they would laugh at me like, you going pro? Yeah, I'm going pro. So they were, in the beginning, people laughed at me. But after a while, they kept saying, well, he's going pro. You know, so sometimes you got to speak things into existence. Right. You understand what I'm saying? So then when I didn't get drafted, they said, you should have got your school. I said, man, I'm going pro. So I would go and work out every day like I was going pro. And one day I, uh, I got a glimpse and somebody gave me a, a document to fill out and send to a team. I put my name on it and they called me. And I walked on and that's when I walked in and told that coach, I said, Bibby, it was Mike Bibby's dad. I said, let me explain something to you. I'm not going home. Mm. What team was that? This was, um, we was in Tulsa, Oklahoma and um, it was a, a CBA team. It was a farm league team for the Washington Bullets. And I was like, look, I'm not going home, man. And he looked at me, he was like, for real? I said, man, I'm not going home. And uh, I think it was probably two or three hundred guys out there trying out. And I was the first one he kept. And he wound up keeping me for the season. And I, you know, get called up and sent down, et cetera, et cetera. But it was, I had a lot of fun. I, I got to play 10 years after college. And, uh, you know, I told myself at 30, I was going to quit. I said, well, I don't care where I'm at at 30, I'm walking away. So uh, I'll never forget it be I was in Italy. And I turned 30 uh, the night before uh, I uh, decided what I was you doing. You playing ball in Italy? I was playing ball in Italy. OK. And I walked in the, in the gym after the game. I said, coach, I'm going home. He said, why are you going home? I said, I'm quitting today. And it was during the middle of the season. So I went home. And nobody believed I was going to quit. But I just left. And I never went back. And I started real estate. Wow. So in college, did you graduate? No. I wasn't, you graduate? I wasn't in school for that. I went that. to school to play basketball.
1: Right. You yeah. said, all right, college, college right. trap ain't going to trap me. No. All right. I,
0: all right. I always knew what I wanted. There was no doubt. When I said I want to do this, this is what I want to do. I didn't go to school to be a doctor. I didn't go to school to be a lawyer. I went to school to play ball.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And when I finished playing ball, I was going to do real estate. My mind was made up. See, you know, some people know what they want, some people don't. I knew what I wanted to do when I was 16. I said, when I'm 16, I'm going to go play some basketball.
1: Then at 30, I'm going to quit and go do real estate. So that's what I did. What gave you the uh, vision to do real estate? Most people weren't thinking about real estate coming from our community. Right. Especially. I saw these two little midgets.
0: (laughs) Two midgets? (laughs) There was two little midgets on TV, and they were twins, and they were doing real estate. So I said, man, those little midgets could do what I can do. And I knew that lifestyle. Little people. Yeah. Well, I knew that lifestyle in basketball would have the same kind of lifestyle in real estate okay as far as financially
1: a hey, peace family real estate pioneer jay morrison coming to you live from the black house uh why haven't you got your first of his kind video textbook excuse me interactive video textbook experience the 12-step real estate crash course this book will make you a real estate power player in real life with over six and a half hours of video lessons with 290 pages of real workbook experiences tests, quizzes assessments that give you the skill set mindset and formulas needed to dominate in real estate and be a power player in any part of the industry in real life homeowner realtor wholesale landlord flipper developer don't matter you need this book your family needs this book go tap in the link right now for your for your interactive 1st of its kind video textbook experience in real life tap in 12-step mm-hmm. so all right you knew you wanted to do real estate you wanted to play basketball mm-hmm. and you achieved both of those things mm-hmm. um have you worked in corporate America never been employed never, never been, been thought employed. about a job you couldn't employ me if you wanted to gotcha. I've been
0: unemployable since I've been on this planet I don't believe in anybody I don't believe in looking for opportunities, I believe in creating. Yes. You know, my, my goal when I started this was to honestly take ordinary people and make them extraordinary. Wow. And that's, that was my goal. So when I decided to take this journey, when I decided that I was gonna do real estate, it wasn't about me no more. I was gonna bring a lot of people with me. So I said, man, I gotta take a bunch of ordinary people and make them extraordinary. I gotta build a team. So I went out and I started building my team.
1: That's awesome, that's yeah. awesome. So, all right guys, I'm gonna give you a trap analysis real quick. So, <laughs> um, now on that journey, um, did you were you ever faced with any uh, allure, if you will, to um, being poor, coming through school, figuring out your goals, you were very focused. Uh, did you ever get straight or um, propositioned, so to speak, to be in the streets, what we call the corner trap? I get propositioned every day. Every day. <laughs> to this day. What kept you, you know. focused to stay on track uh, and not go that route that many of us fall victim to? Um, I'm going to say family.
0: Um, you know, um, not wanting to let my family down. Mm. You know, when you, um, when you focus on the things that are important, the things that are important don't even matter. So I would never want my son or my nephews to see me doing something that's going to cause my freedom. Mm. You know, there's always an easy way to make money. And there's always an easy way to move around life. But you know, uh, for me personally, uh, I don't mind just doing the old fashioned way. Boy, that, that's the leader in you. That's the man in you. The leader in us.
1: So our trap transition, we got King Don Jacobs here. And King Don um, in his life beat the college trap, right? He leveraged it. Although they enticed and entangled him with some scholarships, he leveraged it to pursue his goals in the professional sports. Um, and into real estate, he beat the corporate trap by simply saying, "I ain't with that. Go to school, get good grades, get a job." He said, "I'm not with it." Um, and he beat the corner trap by being focused, uh, leveraging his family, his upbringing, his, his, and his moral compass to really stay focused on on his journey and where he had to go. Um, but there is this thing called the culture trap, right? And culture trap is the things we do where we get enticed by money, right. by women. Right. by materialism and those kind of things. Have you faced any challenges on your journey being a pro ball player, being in real estate, being a millionaire? <laughs> um, have you faced any obstacles in the culture trap when it comes to, uh, you know, how you spent your money, your relationships and all that? I don't think no
0: one has not faced those, like, those type of problems. If I were to sit here and tell you those haven't been an issue in my life, I'll be lying to you. But again, uh, me personally, because of my discipline, uh, my discipline, outweighs all that you know um, I'm not even phased with that type of temptation to be, part, to be honest with you um, I got bigger things to do
1: I got you now <laughs> as a handsome man coming through through, through, through I'm basketball just man. I'm just here <laughs> <laughs> coming through pro ball yeah um what, what was that like for you were you able to uh, stay disciplined in those times or did you find that you uh had uh temptations or, or enticement um, as you were coming through that journey,
0: I know this is gonna sound crazy, but I've been so focused when I was focused, I didn't even see nothing around me. To be honest with you, um, I just didn't notice it. You know, I, I did. I did basketball for a living, but I was always in business. Mm-hmm. So when I wasn't doing basketball, I was doing business. So you know, those things didn't. You know that that's not my, that's not my my um, weakness. You know, so my weakness is really just my time. Uh, I spend so much time uh, chasing my dream that it's hard for me to get caught up in the
1: foolishness. Wow. That's dope. Discipline and focus, right? Mm -hmm. Discipline is what separates us from just being motivated to actually accomplishing our goals. Man, I don't
0: watch TV. I don't listen to the radio. unless I'm done working. You know, um, I, I really can't tell you nothing that's going on on TV. That's how long it's been since I should watch a TV show. Uh, and it's not because I'm boring. My life is so exciting. <laughs> I ain't got time to watch every day. For me, it's a TV show, right. to be honest your with life's
1: the Your life's a TV. My life's movie. a TV show. Right. So
0: I wake up every day, and my day is incredible because I'm moving a, a certain kind of way.
1: Uh, I don't have to watch TV. Wow, wow. So let's talk about your trap transition, right? Okay. So... Was there ever a, a high moment, right, a mm-hmm. moment in your life where you, like, a defining moment that you knew, like, this is exactly where I want to go or exactly where I want to be? Whether it was early on in your career or even the next phase of your career once you got into sports and real estate, was there just like a day in a, in a moment in your life you knew was a, a transition in your trajectory? That was this morning. This morning. Yeah, I get to come to the king.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I get to come hang out with the king. It's all good. Listen, when I see you guys doing what you do, that's, that's, it's magical. Because, again mama, Thank you. Listen, you're taking ordinary people, like I told you, and doing extraordinary things. So I see the—I um, see, the, 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 see us as, as black men, especially, reaching down. Mm-hmm. And that's really what this is all about. This is what it's all about, you know, but we have to also learn to work together. You know, I'm gonna tell you something. When a black man, right, makes a business mistake, he's a crook. When a white man makes a business mistake, he made a bad business decision. Mm -hmm. He's learning. He made a bad business decision. He just just made a bad business decision. That's the difference between us supporting each other and understanding the business. So, you know, you gotta understand, something. we hadn't been in business many years. We've only been in business for the last 40, 50 years, in all honesty. But when I see you and I see guys like you, like Ramon and different guys, reaching down and pulling up, man, every day I wake up, I know it's a good thing because I know what the future holds. The future holds for us as black men. It holds something that's way more valuable than money, and that's knowledge and the ability to be able to go and provide for our families, nice. you know, and once we get to that point, to where we're now the leaders, you know, we got the very, you know, this is gonna be the first time a black man take a car dealership. We making history, and actually, you know, Ford, Rolls Royce, all those white families, yeah, those last you names, know, Gucci, and all these guys are white families. This is gonna be the first time a black man in history have a a, a, a car on. A dealership. And the you know how crazy that is? Yeah. That's crazy. You know that that's we, amazing. Yeah. And we haven't overcome that yet. And, you know, for us to stand up behind him is easy for me because of the fact that I'm like, you mean we have not had a black man to open up a dealership? Not a dealership, but a a, a, a car dealership. You know? When I heard that, I, I had to jump in. Awesome. It's crazy. Awesome. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. No, that's amazing, amazing, yeah.
1: amazing. So, all right. Um I want to do something, a segment we call, called Trap Blown. Right? What you got? All right. So I'd like you to give us, search your decks for one of your amazing Don Jacob stories, mm-hmm. and blow our minds on you can choose. Right? Right. This could be either one time in your life where you blew a big bag and you spent a lot of money. Mm-hmm. This could be one of the most embarrassing times right. of, of your life, something you just did that was just crazy foolish. Right or something that we just don't know and uh, expect from, from the Don Jacobs story? All right.
0: I got a lot of those. So <laughs> <laughs> I got to figure out which one it is. You know, I'll tell you, um, when the market crashed, right, mm-hmm. I lost my personal house. It mm. was crazy. And I was sitting there, right, and I was thinking to myself, man, I'm the real estate guy, and I lost my personal house. I moved into an econolog. Wow. And I'm sitting in the common and I got my feet in the wall. I'm thinking, man, how did this happen? You know, I got all these houses and I won't live in none of them because they were all downtown. I'm a Buckhead. I'm an Alpharetta guy, you know. Right. I want those, I would have moved in them. Right. But I'm sitting there, I lost my personal house. The day of my eviction, I was burying my nephew, mm-hmm. who I raised. And everybody was at my house for the funeral.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And the sheriff showed up. I had to go out there and talk to the sheriff and they listened. I got you. We'll be out here tomorrow, blah, blah, blah. We're doing a funeral. But it was crazy. It was an incredible experience. That's trap blown. You just blew my mind right there, seriously. That grew me up, dog. Because it made me understand that you don't start and you don't know this business until you go through something. Mm. So I had to figure out how to get myself back where I was. And understand, I'm living in an econolodge. I'm taking my son to school. I had to figure out how to get myself through that mentally because I knew I didn't belong in that situation. I had all these houses and I had bought everybody's house during the, when the market crashed. I was buying everybody's house back. So I, 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 I believed in keeping my name good so bad that I went back buying people's houses back that had bought them from me because I didn't want them to suffer during the crash. And I got myself down to where I didn't have any money left. But I had a bunch of ugly houses. You know what I mean? <laughs> I wasn't gonna move in them. But um, that taught me a lot. It taught mm-hmm. me about integrity. So it taught me that I couldn't lose because, like I say, I'm the guy to believe that I cannot lose. I'll just really believe that. So uh, when I put myself in that situation, I still I still couldn't believe I was losing. I was like, man, ain't no way I'ma lose. Right. So I'm sitting there, my feet in the water, and I say, and 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 the missus walks up. She says, the same thing that got you in this can get you out of it. And when she said that, a light bulb went off, and I went back to work. And within 60 days, I was back in the house, and I was back moving forward. I had, you know, I didn't know if my credit was good or bad at the time because I went through a bunch of things, but it taught me a lot. That, that was that defining moment for me to make me realize and recognize that, you know, I honestly feel like I can't lose.
1: You know, been through it, been tested. Yeah, yeah, been tested. So, look, set that up for us a little bit. So, before that crash, um, what was your lifestyle like? You know, no, what, what, what was
0: that like? Like you know, my mother and I lived next door to each other, in million dollar houses. I don't move without my mother, so she had a house next door to mine. They were both worth over a million dollars, and we lived over in Saint Ives. Mm-hmm. And you know, it was just my life was crazy. You know, it was it was an incredible ride. I've had an incredible journey. I couldn't have wrote the script no better if
1: I just couldn't have. So you and your mom lived next to each other in million-dollar mm-hmm. houses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You had a decent real estate portfolio. Man, my
0: real estate portfolio was crazy. Everything, I was, you know, I must have owned a thousand apartments, maybe a couple hundred houses. I was buying everything. I was the guy that was buying everybody's house. And like I said, I went back buying everybody's properties back because I didn't want to lose my name. But, um, you know, it was great. And, and, you know, I still see it the same, to be honest with you. Uh, I don't want as many responsibilities now. I remember one day sitting there watching the news, and they said, all these guys have humongous water bills, all these corporations. So I saw all these corporations going dropping down on the TV screen, then there went Don Jacobs. I'm like, what in the world? It's <laughs> like a $500,000 water bill. And it was an apartment complex, that so the water was never on, you know, et cetera. So you know how they build us up and make the stories real. Right. But, um, you know, my journey has been incredible. Um, I try to stay in the shadows now because, you know, we've got so many tremendous guys like yourself and, and different folks. There's no need for me to be in the forefront. So I try to stay in the shadows and come out when needed, you know, but I like today, uh, like today. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm always willing to come out, you know. But uh, over the last couple of years, I've really uh, kind of went back and, you know, I went through a relationship change and, and some other things. But, you know life happens so you just deal with what you got going on
1: keep it moving absolutely so you've been a, a really bright real estate guy and businessman mm-hmm. um can you give um, our our audience today um any real estate tips or or business tips what mm-hmm. like what are some of the strategies you use to be able to acquire you know thousand doors plus and all that
0: it's all about your mentorship and that's the one thing i said about you and, uh, you know, when I look at other guys and what they're doing, you got to you got to get a mentor, you know, um, you know, understand this is how it works. When you go to elementary, you know, the kids that have tutors, those are mentors. Wow. And those tutors, they mentor those kids and those kids do better than we do right. because they have be mentored. So they go through school with a mentor and we go through school struggling. Then as we get older, right, our parents only could take us so far because they took as far as they could take us. Then we hit that brick wall. And when you hit that brick wall, you got to learn from somebody. Mm-hmm. So then we, if we don't go get a mentor, we jump in business and we don't get taught how to do it. And we fall on our face again. What a mentor does for you, he's actually pushing you through that brick wall. And if you don't sharpen your tools, if you don't stop and get mentored, if you don't understand psychologists and mentorships and education, all that, you should not be entering into business. And then the, the next thing is just don't quit. It's impossible to stop a guy who won't quit. You know, you fight me today, I'm fighting you tomorrow.
1: Right.
0: you going to eventually say, man, stop fighting me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to win. I'm trying to give me a W. So understand, in order for you to be successful at anything, you got to have that I don't die, I'm going to fight every day type of mentality. But you got to make sure that you get the right information. You know, and a lot of folks, they don't get the right information. So, you know, that's why they quit. That's why they fall. You know, and, and quitting is just not an option. That's just the bottom line. Don't quit. I don't care how much pain you go through. I don't care how, you know, how many times you get knocked down. I don't care who tells you, whatever. You know, I was MJ's business partner for a while. Me and Mike was business partner in an venture that we did here in Atlanta called Giving Something Back for Kids. And he gave me some of the best advice, man. I'm telling you. I've never been around a guy so intense, you know? Uh, he was like, Don, you know, we ain't quit. And he would just always say that he would be betting on everything and just, just, he was just intense. And people really didn't understand uh, Mike, but I honestly did because, you know, not just because he believed in me, but because I was just as intense as he was. You know? Right. And I was i was never intense about playing sports, to tell you the truth. I was just intense about living life. So mm-hmm. I just always wanted the best of
1: life. Absolutely. As you're getting. Absolutely. As you're getting. Win, lose, or draw. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So um, we got this part where we talk about a uh, trap cheat sheet. Right. Mm-hmm. And there's many people, young, older, and different, who may face similar things um, that we have and that you have. Mm-hmm. Um what would is kind of probably similar to much of what you just said, but if someone were to have a, uh, if you were to speak to your younger self, right, at right, some of your most difficult times, or someone who's facing some of the, the journeys the obstacles, and obstacles and traps that you faced in life, uh, what would be your trap cheat sheet to them, right? Mm-hmm. Especially someone I think, I really, I really like the circumstance I've been through it even myself in life, but with the market crash, right. is that bounce back, right? right? And so for someone that, you know, um, might be accelerating in life, be the man or woman, have a great business and all right. that, but then hit really hard times, devastating times. I mean, you said during your nephew, who was like, a, I guess, a son to you, you were raising I him. I raised him. Right? Yeah. And, and during his funeral, um, you had an eviction go on. Absolutely. Came to my, sheriff came to my house. Right. And that will break most people. Mm. Most people will, will, will just say, you know what? It's, you know, this is just too much for me. We can't be most people, you know, if you
0: gotta go into business, go into business. If you you know, if all you're doing is winning, you're already lost. Mm. You don't win this game until you start losing. So um, you just gotta.
1: Just Why do you say it. that?
0: Because when you're winning, you ain't learning. You you learn when you get beat down. Get beat down and watch how much you learn. Well, you start doing things that that's insane, because now you start trying to figure stuff out. When you're winning, you ain't figuring nothing out. Coasting. Yeah, hey, you you chilling. So for me personally, you ain't trying hard enough. You ain't pushing big enough. <laughs> you ain't even you ain't done nothing until you get beat up. That's when you start learning. You know, uh, most people don't understand making it rain is one thing, but being in a storm is a whole nother thing. You'll figure out a way to go get some shelter. So um, for me personally, right, um, if I were to tell anybody what to do, I would say out of the way. Mm. <laughs> I don't know if I can say that, but I need you out my way. And, you know, when you allow people to paralyze you, and that's what fear does, fear paralyzes you. You know, one thing I can say about you, Jay, that your, um, your ability to handle pain is crazy. Mm. Because you stay in the forefront, even going through the pain. You know, and that's if I were to say anything else about you, I would say, man, this brother going through pain and he just keep moving. Everybody can't do that. Everybody doesn't have that tolerance for pain. And you have built a tolerance for pain that's like no other. I've been stretched. No, no, you've been you've been you had to learn. It's different. See, if you didn't learn from it, you missed the whole point. The goal wasn't to put you through pain. The goal was to teach you. And that's what happened. You learn. Because you set out to do something like this guy that we're dealing with now that's doing this black dealership. And he's going to, you know, he's up against something that else is black men, you got to understand, when you go up against what we consider to be the norm, man, there's a lot of pain in that. Mm-hmm. And to see your pain, you know, you know, I had to stay away from your pain because I was going through pain. Mm. But I got to participate in it a little bit. But you actually had to live it, you know. And when someone goes through pain, that's when they really start learning, and that's when they start moving a different way. And it's kind of mm-hmm. like when when I lose a game, the first thing I do is go study the field. I'm like, man, wonder what, what, how, I? I can't believe I lost. When I face this Joker again, I'm going in.
1: Right. You know what
0: <laughs> I mean? <laughs> There's one guy, I promise you. We just started talking five years ago, and I ain't played ball in in twenty some years. But that's how intense it was for me to beat him. I was like, man, I cannot let this guy beat me again. And he would come on the court and they would win again. I was like, man, I cannot believe this guy beat me again. And you know, we were at the point where we would go through the tunnel. We would be fighting, you know. But his fans may have hated me, but my team loved the fact I was willing to fight for what I believed in. Sometimes you gotta die for what you believe, you know. And when when you really understand that which, you know, I think you really get it, you know, more than anybody else here in Atlanta. When you go through that type of situation, you good.
1: Wow. You need to be a motivational speaker. I need to be an excellent Don Jacobs (laughs) chart. You need to be an inspirational (laughs) motivational speaker. No, 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 you already, you
0: don't set the path dog. You done paved the way for a lot of guys to go out and do something that we didn't understand. And even the folks watching, they don't even understand what you did. You did something unique, and you withstood it, and you you faced it, and you smiled, and you kept moving, and you took the criticism and the foolishness, you know, that they put out there. You know, this was never about you. Nice. This is about being black. Hmm. <laughs> That's life. why you named the black house, because <laughs> it's never about you. You know, people think this is about you, but this is. This is setting really a legacy, and it's really setting something that's unique. And it's making you understand that um, your uniqueness, man, is impeccable. Thank your you pain, know. and your endurance, and your desire, and your strength to fight, and just, you know, the hanging there when everybody's punching. Man, I ain't never seen nothing like that.
1: I got jumped.
0: No, you ain't get jump. <laughs> you got bamboozled. <laughs> you gotta understand. <laughs> When guys box, right, they get knocked to the ground and they start crawling up on the ropes mm. because they're trying to win, you know? That's what winners do. We get knocked down and we start crawling up on the ropes like, man, I'm not going down. And everybody keeps swinging. And, you know, the guy gets up and you finally get up and you're tired and you're ready to go back out there and box some more and you get knocked out again and you crawling up on the ropes. That's what champions do, man. We don't know how to quit. We don't know how to throw a towel in. We would die for what we believe in. And I saw you do that. I saw you die for what you believe in, and get back up and do it again. Mm-hmm. And they don't even know. You don't even know what I got to struggle that I have the growth. What you talking about? You know, they see the glory, but they have no idea what happened in the story. Mm. And I watched it. I'm,
1: I'm more motivated than ever right now. It's <laughs> true, man. Man, this interview is really about you, but it really has, has fed me. And I know it had to feed um, our, our audience today. Like everyone should be watching this on replay right here. The yeah. that, that well, level of intensity is amazing. You're the new king, dog. <laughs> I'm
0: you just, know, I'm, I'm if there was us. ever anybody to take, they thrown off or their crown off and give it to somebody. You know, I've been doing this business in Atlanta for over over twenty some years, man. And it it will be a, it's an honor to give you the crown, dog. You know, I have done, done a lot of stuff, man. And uh, you know, again, I. You and I were on that same path, though. We were on that same path, even when, when I first met you. And I said, man, you, why are you charging 397 man? That's what I'm charging. <laughs> why you got a course? That's what I, you know, our, our lives were parallel, you know? Very much so. And, uh, you know, and I, I just I just wish all black men could understand collaboration. Yeah,
1: well, you're leading the way. I love what you're doing with the we're D.C. We're leading the way, man. Yes, you
0: reached out to me about that. Listen, um, <laughs> what's this? It's Derek, right? King yeah, Derek? Derek. Oh, yeah. I'm happy to have Derek on the show. Let's do it. Hey, I do. I, he's in town. We Tuesday. Have to. I can get him in there you want. All right. You know, I saw Derek, man, and I, I see what he's doing. And, uh, man, he is one of the most given and humble guys, man. I'm telling you, it's not hard to, it's very difficult for me to lead, get led. I'm not that guy. You know, it takes a hell of a person to lead me. Uh, because I'm crazy. You know what I mean? I'm insane. I really am. I'm crazy. I believe you. But I'm letting Derek leave.
1: Wow.
0: First black man, make history, stock market. You know, it's not about money. It's about the very first black man to hit that stock market and do it in the dealership fashion. We don't have any black dealers on the stock market or in in the, the dealership, the car industry. Yeah. You know, so... Especially in electric space. Man, when I see that, you know, I'm awesome, awesome, amazed by awesome. it,
1: man. Man, you brought the energy today. Thank you so much, <laughs> man, for feeding us. <laughs> we bring the energy every time we're together. Every time, every you time. Know, it's my probably, dude, this brother is probably man. special. Y'all can't tell. King, wh- where can people find you, um, follow you, support your next initiatives, um, get mentored by you, all that?
0: Well, you know, I'm of house jerk, that's what we do. Yep. Um, for me personally, I'm just, I'm, I'm chilling right now. Chilling. Yeah, I'm chilling right now. Uh, But I'm at HowShirt.com. I love mentoring people. I love guiding folks. I love um, walking alongside of people, making sure they win. Uh, My mentorship program is a little different because I'm more Mm -hmm. hands-on. I refuse to leave anybody behind. And uh, I just think that, um, you know, this ain't about me right now.
1: Awesome. So they need me, to find so, so, you, dog. So, now, listen. Listen, no, no, about you. Good. No, no. This, yeah, this right that. now is really about you. Well, thank I, you. I got to give you the alley So you got houseturk.com. Right. That's the, that's the real estate mentorship program yep. that folks will be a part of. What we need to do is we need to come up with some kind of promo code <laughs> for how to beat the trap audience and mm-hmm. be a part of Housejerk. Housejerk.com, man. Let's Just do it. Just go there, hit the website, hit me
0: up. You know, my Instagram is I close everything with one E. Uh, I'm on the Don Jacobs on the Facebook. Um, You know, just, I'm chilling, man.
1: That's awesome. That's awesome. (laughs) Listen, y'all, if y'all want an amazing mentor, you got Don Jacobs right here. What I'm going to do is that Don and I are going to work on the back end, and we're going to use a promo code TRAP. Right? And we're going to give y'all some kind of discount to House Jerk. He do not even know it. He didn't even agree. Hey, but I know. Whatever it in, whatever uh, you want to give him, you give it to him. I want him to be there. So y'all go to mm-hmm. housejerk.com and put in the promo code TRAP, right? T R A P. And we're going to have a special How to Beat the Trap audience promo code and discount. Hey, for and this congratulations, my brother,
0: baby, baby dog. Oh, thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Is, you know, I watch you the whole time. You know that, right? She's a blessing. Yeah, man. That's incredible, man. She's too. a blessing.
1: She with my heart every morning. Yeah, man. Thanks so much. Man, man. stay
0: focused there on that. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. Don't let nothing me. sway you. Ain't nothing out here worth it, man. Yeah, stay focused on that.
1: Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Big bro, Don Jacobs, Absolutely. on how to beat the trap. Y'all already got the advice. Y'all seeing King Don and ways to be able to accomplish in life his resilience, his passion, his hunger, his humility. King, I appreciate you. Thank Absolutely, you so much. Man. Love you, brother. Likewise. Likewise. Yes, sir. Likewise. All right, guys. We'll see you next time on the next episode of How to Beat the Trap. In real life. That's off the chain. <laughs> hey, Peace Family is Jay Morrison, co founder of the Legacy Center here in Atlanta, Georgia. And I want to invite you all to be a virtual member of our building, our Class A office space, also known as the Black House. From anywhere in the world, you can house your business here in Atlanta, Georgia, and have your virtual address be our address. Get your own suite number. You also can get our virtual notary services, our virtual receptionist services, have a telephone line for your team, and get access to our meeting rooms, conference rooms, and get one day per month to actually visit our building and house your business here in real life family. This opportunity is just $40 per month or $300 for the year. Super discount for you to be able to have a Class A office space house your business address two miles from Tyler Perry studio, five minutes from the World's busiest Airport right here in amazing Atlanta, Georgia at LegacyCenter.com.